there, and welcome to Wilmington Writes, a WCTV podcast for Wilmington writers. On each episode, we feature a Wilmington writer who will read their work or an excerpt thereof and tell us a little bit about the inspiration behind the selection they share. Let's listen in and see who's in the guest writer's chair today. Well, hello, friends and loyal listeners. Welcome to Wilmington Writes. Bob Bryant is with us today. Thank you so much for being with me. Good morning. We were having a great time talking about all kinds of things before you sat down. So we'll have to have you on, Mr. Renaissance Man, about some other stuff. But today we're talking about your writing, yes? Yes. yes. All right. So let's start with you telling us a little bit about yourself first. Uh, I'm 62 year old. I've been living in Wilmington. It's 32 years this week, actually. Yeah, yeah, from Lynn. Cool. Um, I'm one of seven. Oh, nice. Big family. And um, I'm the second boy after one boy and four girls. Wow. I can relate to that because I'm one of five and um, we only have one boy and four girls. Yeah. I'll bet you can iron like nobody's business, right? Absolutely. My sister. We went to parochial school, so I had to iron the pleats and the skirts. Oh, Lord. God love you. Back then I got 25 cents a skirt. Hey, that's pretty good. No tax on that, right? No, not at all. (laughs) But today you're here to talk about writing. So um, when did you kind of get bit by the writing bug? Growing up, uh, I've always liked to read um, short stories, poetry, limericks. Um, really? Yeah, and you know, lot, we had a thing, prose and poetry, a book that we used to have in school, and I used to have to do reports on it. And yes. <clears throat> stuff like that, and uh, I just I liked it. I liked the 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 rhythmic of it. Yeah, the you cadence. Know, you can take a word and make another word, and you go, "Wow, that actually works." Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's almost like music, really. Yeah. yeah. And, I've actually had people take my poems and say, I could write a song about this. How nice. Hasn't happened yet. In your next life, you can like learn to play guitar or something, and then you could do your own. I do play the harmonica. Cool. Um, I do karaoke here and there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's... I have a Neil Young play the guitar. And, nice. You know, I want I want to do it. So, so good. Do it myself, hey, there's so. plenty of time in life, right? Yeah. So when did you actually start writing? Obviously, you've been reading things right. since so, you were a kid. But when did you actually start putting paper to pen for yourself? Um, back in January seventh, two thousand sixteen. Oh, you have the actual date. Wow. Yeah, it was three days before my birthday. Okay. And I got a call eleven oh eight saying that my younger brother had fallen off stage and oh. while building a house in Lynn. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, and uh, he was 52, um, mm. and he he didn't make it. He right. passed away. Right. And somebody had to write his eulogy. And my older brother, Don, he said to me, um, you know, you have to write it because you lived with him more than anybody, and, mm. you know, you know how he was and this and that. Right. So, Did they know you were kind of a writer or into poetry a yeah, little bit? Yeah, because, you know, I've written little stuff here and right, there, right, right. you know, nothing Dip major. your toe in the water, yeah, I get you it. Know, and and uh, my father used to write poetry. Oh, Used okay. to write poetry. Cool. Um, and then, um, so in, I wrote the eulogy, and I wrote it in poetic form. And oh, I had nice. 600 people crying in the church. Yeah. So, um yeah, that's the good news and the bad news, right? Right, right. Yeah. So I did, I um, it, it just set something off because I wrote it from the heart. Right. And honestly, in 45 minutes, I wrote a nice eulogy. Yeah. Um, and when I read it, like, everybody was like, wow. Yeah, that's such an honor to be able to, I have had yeah. the 
miss the opportunity or opportunity to do that. And it, it, I think it helps with the grieving process it does, for, for the sure. writer of the eulogy to be able to kind of get those words out. And, and it's so impactful. It's probably one of the most prolific things you'll ever write. It is, yeah, for sure. And, I, you know, the thing was is, like, a lot of people speak into a phone to right. record. I don't. I use my thumbs. Cool. Everything I wrote is written with my thumbs on my iPhone. Fascinating. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. So why do you write? <clears throat> what, is it, what does it do for you? So I write from the heart, and that's what it does. It brings out okay. feelings. It's easy to write mm-hmm. when it comes from the heart. It goes from the heart to the brain to the th- thumbs. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, that's and, a good channel. And, I like yeah, that. Yeah. But and you're from Lynn, tough city. Wicked tough city. Big family, right? So poetry bomb. You know. How was the reception towards that? Um, it's you handy. Know? I've written a few things about things in Lynn. Yes. Um, you know, and, and people like it. They take it and whatever, you know. Yes. Um, um, it's just, you know, I went to parochial school. So, right. So I, you know. I mean, you've read a lot of Bible, so you know the. I mean, to say what you will about the Bible, but it right. is poetic, it, especially Psalms. Stories. The whole thing yes, exactly. is poetic. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. What are you working on now, other than what you brought us today? So, um, I've always wanted to write a book, Ooh. or even a short story. Okay. Um, I did many years ago when I was a kid. I started something that's the dog in the woods with the green eyes, hmm. and. That's all I wrote. So it's always. Hey, you got the title. You're halfway there. <laughs> it's always in the back of my head. Okay. But that being said, I've had golden retrievers since 1993. Right. And I'm a deadhead. And yeah, you sh- you guys should see his shirt. We're gonna take a picture. And my um, my oldest dog right now, his name is Ryder, and there's a okay. song called "I Know You, Ryder." Right. So that is the title of my book. Ah. At the start, it has nothing to do with Ryder. Okay. It will lead into his life. Well, but, we cannot wait. When yeah, it happens, you can come back and read a piece. I have some. From I have that. some pages written. It's just cool. you know, it's it comes and goes. It's not yeah. like something you can just sit down and boom, 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 sure. boom. It's done when you're writing a story. As a writer myself, I find that um, when I'm depressed or challenged emotionally, that's when the words come out. And I think for me, it's a stress reliever it, 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 or absolutely. a way to kind of get those feelings out and it, I think it's an, it's a way to not be destructive toward yourself if you get that venom or whatever's in you out it, it kind of helps right. to not cope in other ways that right. people choose well you know, you know? and you say that and I grew up with an alcoholic father who okay. was abusive and blah 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 and, and you're right it, it it helps relieve those thoughts to write to replace them with right. thoughts, so to right. speak. Right. And perspective is reality, too. Right. Perception is reality, I should yep, say. Yep. So, you know, your version of what happened, and I have four siblings. You have six. six. I have yeah. Six. Yeah. 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 But still, you still right. do, no, right? No, so when you all talk about a story, you could all be in the same room and everybody has a different perception, which always blows my mind. Yeah, you yeah. know, so writing is your way to actually tell it in your own words, Correct. which is kind of nice, especially in yeah. a big family. Like, my gosh, we all talk over each other still to this day. <laughs> you know, so you can't even get a word in edgewise most of the time. So maybe you do have to put it on paper. Yeah. No so, options, right? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Are there any rituals you use to put yourself in the mood to write? Um, <clears throat> usually it's just the atmosphere I'm in. Okay. Um, it could be a storyline on TV. It could be somebody 
uh, a cousin of mine asking me to write something about okay. her father who died, my uncle. Right. It it just it's all now. Different. Do you keep a notebook or do you use your phone to like record like or put down notes of stuff you want to write or little phrases or do you just kind of wait until it hits you and boom? Um, I do have some that are started. You know, maybe one phrase or one paragraph mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but I, you know, it's mostly. Right, just I think it's by request. I think you are a by request writer mostly. I, I, I can, yeah, I yeah. Can do requests. And um, I think once you do that, I'm guessing. Now we've only known each other about 20 minutes here. <laughs> I'm guessing that once you start doing that, that makes you want to write again. So you do right. it for a while, but you're also running a successful business. You've Correct. got a big family. You got a lot of stuff to do. There's not a Absolutely. lot of time to be writing here. But I'm going to guess when you put your hat, your writer's hat on. You probably are writing for a couple of weeks after, and then it sits for a while. Yeah, I'm yeah, guessing. Yeah, no, that's yeah. you know, it's been a while since I've written. Yeah, um, and it's just the busyness of the the whole thing. And then we're know. so self-critical too. Yeah, you know, we read it ourselves, and we're like, mm, I don't know, you know. And then you share it with someone else, and that's that's a scary process too. So I applaud you being here to share what you're going to share in a moment. One one of one of the things I find is it's kind of weird. I want to. I'll be writing something, and and I'll think of a word that I want to fit in my. Because I don't. Oh, I don't research. I know words. exactly what you mean. I don't research words to make my poems. Right. But when I come up with a word, I sit there and go, "Okay, is this going to be right?" Yes. And, and then I'll research the word, and I'll find some definition of that word that wants to fit my. Yeah, I poem. totally know what you mean. And it's like, wow, okay, it does work. Sure, you know? it's like what rhymes uh, with onion. Right. Oh. <laughs> but you get a certain hook. I think yeah. I think uh, lyricists who write music probably do the same thing. They come up with the hook or that phrase or something that drives yeah. them to write whatever they're going to write, and they write that down first, and then they make everything else fit to that. That's one way of doing it, and I think that makes a lot of sense. On, on a historical note, I told you my father wrote poetry. Most yes. of his was drunken poetry, but it was poetry. You know what? So what? Jack Kerouac yeah. made a living doing yeah. that, right? And um, my cousin gave me a coat of arms. Oh, wow. And I was reading it, and uh, Bear Bryant is in my coat of arms, um, and also... Um, William Cullen Bryant. Oh. And I always thought of William Cullen Bryant. I'm like, I wonder if I'm related to him some way. And, you know, apparently Fascinating. I am. You know, he's a great writer and poet. Yes. And, uh, hey, there you go. And and I just was, and I just found this out like two years ago. Ah. So I was like, hmm. Give you a little street cred. Yeah, I like pretty, it. It's pretty interesting. What suggestions might you have for fellow writers or creators? Do you have any suggestions? Mainly go with your heart. Good uh, one. That's Everything comes from there, you know, and if if right. your heart's working, your brain's working. I think readers work. can tell if something isn't genuine. Right. I you, think we can absolutely. feel it. Yeah. Like really, I'm, I'm clenching my fist as I say it. You can really feel it when someone's writing something that's real. Right, you know? right. Okay, exactly. if we'd like to read more of your work after what you share today, how shall we do that? You want them to come through me? You feel brave enough to give um, out your details? What do you want to do? For now, I would say come through you. All I, right, great. I'm working on, I had to open up a second Facebook page. Um, Life is tough, Bob, yeah, you know, <laughs> when you're a celeb. And, and not, it's, uh, no, it's okay. It's I got, okay. I got Facebooked. I call yeah, it. I understand. Going Facebook jail. All right. So what we'll do is if, if you like what you hear today or you want to just collaborate with Bob or you want to tell him how great he was, just reach out to me, Lisa, L-I-S-A, at WCTV.org, and then I'll make sure that information 
gets to my friend Bob here. What are you going to share with us today? And uh, what is the backstory? So the backstory is this. Uh, my wife and I like to go to festivals. Cool. We hadn't been one for family reasons since 2015. Okay, so even before the pandemic. Yeah, and um, we found out that Yazga's farm was having an <gasps> anniversary Cool. So uh, for those kids festival. listening that don't know what that is, that is the actual farm name, the site of the official Woods, big Woodstock. Uh, Woodstock thing. Yeah. Woodstock 1969. Yes. Yeah. So. And then they did it later, but they didn't do such yeah. a good job. Yeah, I went to those So the original, <laughs> did you? Yeah, Oh, we could do a whole show on that, but yeah, the, I've yeah. seen the documentaries on what a yeah, nightmare no, it was. The, but the first big deal one that everybody talks about right. was in 1969. 1969. Yeah. So we decided to go to this festival. My brother's a vendor. Um, cool. And he was there, and he sells tie-dye clothing and jewelry and what have you. Nice. So we're up there, and um, I, uh, my wife was resting in the car, and there was people camping to the right of me, and I'm just, like, sitting there drinking my coffee, looking out in the valley yeah. up in New York. And, and, and it was a beautiful day and up in the mountains. And yeah, it's just, pretty green up there yeah, still. Yeah, and I just picked up my phone and started writing. Cool. And um, so you don't use pen and paper? No, no. Interesting. No, no, okay. No. no, it's just thumbs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm all thumbs. No, I get it. But That's it, cute. It works. I get it. it works. Okay. Um, and and it just it was like boom done. Wow. And I woke up my wife and I said, "Read how does this sound?" She's like, Aww. "Oh my god." It's very good. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, we're going to find out in two yeah, shakes. Yeah. All right. So here is Mr. Bob Bryant, who's going to read to you something entitled Woodstock Revisited. Okay. Here we go. We sit here and rest as we feel a sweet breeze in a mountainous valley surrounded by trees. Our journey began just two days away, but so worth a trip to hear the music play. A long time ago, 50 years to the days, so many did wander, their hips soon to sway. They traveled on feet, they traveled real far. Some hit the airport, most came by car. They came to hear music, feel peace and make love. They awoke the rain goddess from high up above. For thousands of people, none to bring harm, they all settled in on old Yazga's farm. The attendance a bit sketchy, a mere thousand or two, but a half a million people, oh boy, what should they do? They parked and camped right on the spot. To think of more options, there wasn't a lot. Fifty years later, a new day has dawned. Like so many before us, we had camped on the lawn. The travel is a bit different than years long ago. The world has changed so much, don't you know? The trip to the farm, the same journey as spot, to hear music, feel peace, and love on the spot. The sound's no different from so long ago. The dance still familiar from our head to our toe. Fifty years have flown by with many festivals in between from the year 69 to 2019. This here is Woodstock. Hear the music, make love, feel peace, and be green. Thank you. I love that. So I smiled the whole time you were reading it because I was nodding my head like, yeah, I can totally, I can picture it and I can see it. And I like that when I read something and I can actually visually transport myself there. I mean, I've been to up to state New York, but never to Yasker's Farm area. Yeah, that's really cool. That's awesome. That's really Great. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your super duper busy life to be with us and share that. And I'm proud of you for doing it. You know, you you. climbed out of the abyss. My dad was an alcoholic, too. He got sober. Good. That's great. You know, Um, not everybody gets that, you know, but that's okay. So you climbed out of that abyss and you made something great out of it. And here you are. That's amazing. 
Thank you. I You're welcome. It. All right, friends, we're going to close this episode of Wilmington Writes. Thank you so much, Bob Bryant, and thank you, listeners. Thank you for having me. You're yes. welcome. My yeah. pleasure, completely. Thank you for joining us for Wilmington Writes. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on this podcast or know a Wilmington resident who should be, shoot us an email at lisa at wctv.org. That's L-I-S-A at wctv.org. And we'll reserve your spot in the guest writer's chair. Until next time, keep writing, keep reading, and keep listening.